0: Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Ace of Podcast, hosted by your boy right here, Anthony Spada. And on today's episode, I am joined by Scooby Prep coach, Meredith Patchy. Man, Me and Meredith actually go back and forth all the time on Instagram. Um, It took me a while to even ask her to come on the show. Um, She helps me with a lot of my um, female clients, gives me tips about a bunch of things. I've learned so much from her, Um, and we actually go into her journey. Um, she is a very real and awesome story that surrounds her. Um, she was induced into a surgical menopause. so We touch on that. Um, we touch on what comes with that. Um, we touch on how she can get into coaching and more. And then we touch a little bit on adrenals and we go into stress and we go into looking at biofeedback, um, some things that you guys will be able to take away. So I think you guys are definitely going to love this episode. Her story is one of of my favorites i've had on this show i feel like i say that every episode but honestly um, she's one of my good friends in this industry and honestly i love her for what she does um so can't wait for you guys to listen to that but before we even get to that as you guys know the podcast has teamed up with morphogen nutrition to offer you guys the best supplements in the industry hands down no one does it better than morphogen nutrition you guys can use code spada at morphogennutrition.com go try them out you get 10% off using code SPEDA so um, before we even get into that as you guys know I own symbiote strength LLC um, it's pretty cool to be able to say that every single day of my life now um, and I'm currently accepting some athletes on to the team um, we are trying to expand I have a few open spots um, I just want to add slowly over time. I'm not in a rush to add a huge surge of clients. So if you guys are interested in coaching, um, the application is in the show notes. You can go sign up there, or you can DM me at Spade of Fitness on Instagram, and I will get you started. Um, so not gonna waste any more of your time. Let's get to the episode. Let's welcome on Meredith Patchy.
1: You like marry something, and something's jiving, and you're like, yeah, this is working. All of a sudden, you're like, you hear something else, and you're like, oh so apparently that was not right (laughs) but it works so
0: yeah i do that all the time the one thing like that i've learned now from getting deeper and deeper into it the more i'm learning from austin i'm like the more i question every single decision i'm making i'm like does this biofeedback i read so far into it when i really need to like take like a step back and be like okay, what's the actual bigger picture? Because even though I make some of these like split call decisions, like like I had to make a call to like deload one of my clients. Like, like throughout the week, he was running like a hundred plus of BG. And I was okay. like, how are you feeling? I'm like, what do you have on your plate this week? And he's like, I got two interviews. He's like, I got a two day interview on Wednesday. And then the second day is on Friday. And then he's like, I have my capstone project, part of my capstone project due for college. And I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm fully going to take the gym away. I was like, you do not yeah. need to worry about the gym this week. And I'm like, I wonder if I made the right move. Cause there's like BG's not coming down. So I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm like, I don't know totally. what this is, but like that D
1: load will never hurt. Let's put it that no. way.
0: No. Uh, especially for, I got a good amount of college students. So all my, so a good amount of my clients are like 20 to like 23. And I'm like, you guys are literally going to run yourselves into the ground. I'm like the way that they used to do things. I'm like, I had to teach them how to take a step back and so actually cool focus that you're on doing
1: it that now though. Like, honestly, cause I, that's like part of, for me, that's like part of my why in coaching is, you know, learning or going through all the shit myself and really wanting to, I guess, prevent that from so many people, even though like they're bullheaded as all hell, you know, I'm like, <laughs> trust me.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like you hate being that coach. Like every, like you hear things, you're like, like sometimes like you always hear these stories or like if your coach says trust me on anything like it's like a red flag like everybody thinks that's like a red flag because we have to explain everything I'm like oh yeah I'll explain everything just trust me though I'm like there's like like, I will explain everything at the right time I'm like I'm not trying to overload you with info which will just make you more stressed about why we're doing things because when you make these split call decisions everybody's like everybody actually freaks out they're like oh my god no gym they're like oh my god they're like what what do oh, i do with my that. days i'm like sit on your couch and do nothing i'm like
1: yeah
0: take ad take ash again every four hours and don't do anything <laughs> exactly. i'm like do a cortisol reset i was like just just yeah. sit there but then yeah. uh then i'm like do you ever get those things where you just don't feel like explaining i'm just like just 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 know that you can trust
1: that are like you explain it and like you're like almost like you're like you press send and you're like fuck yeah yeah awesome explanation (laughs) and then they come back like so I don't get why you can't have alcohol again and I'm like god damn it
0: (laughs) (laughs) now I'm like that (laughs) (laughs) that would be the point where I would just send them one of my posts that I've written and I would be like if this has to do with one of the posts I'm like I'm just gonna send you like my post that no. describes like, why don't we don't do something. Like, I'm like
1: a page of all like, the reasons why not.
0: I'm like you don't read. I'm like read my content, please. <laughs> I'm like uh, that's where I go to, uh, but kind of like what is what is your why to that? Like why did why? you get like why did you get into coaching in like the first place?
1: Um, I got into coaching honestly. Um because I, I felt like I was in a position where I got stuck. Um, so that's when I came to Jason and as a client, because I felt like I was doing all the things I was eating less, doing more cardio is up. And I just, I felt like I was stuck. Um, and I was, I really felt like my hormones were at the root of things. Um, cause I have a pretty colorful history when it comes to stress um and my hormones um and so when I actually came to him I'd actually had my first yeah I had just had my first ovary removed at that time mm-hmm. um and I had just had my first ovary removed and I was trying to prep again <laughs> so now that I'm doesn't, that and doesn't equal and I'm laughing because I were like well oh, like
0: well, uh, obviously <laughs>
1: explain this anymore <laughs> <laughs> um but Uh, yeah, so that is when I, you know, really started taking, going down rabbit holes of, you know, why things were happening to me, um, more so from the lines of what did I, what I did, you know, what did I do? What did I do wrong here? Um, but through that just started educating me and I realized how much misinformation and how much miscoaching is out there. Um, and I started to realize like that I knew a few things. And I was like, you know what? I do know, I know a couple of things and I think I can do, help out some folks and how awesome would it be if people could actually, you know, eat well and eat more and feel really good about themselves. Cause you know, when you take an intake form and you ask folks, you're like, so how much, you know, how much are you eating? Everyone's like, oh, 2000, 3000 calories. <laughs> Right. So I know really how much food that is. And there's no way in hell you're eating that much food. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, I just realized how much people were running themselves, you know, into a ground and getting no results. Um and I just thought I could help out with that. And so that's when I said, okay, well, I'm gonna go back to school um and I become a holistic nutritionist. I'm gonna get my certifications, I'm gonna, you know, do be a trainer. Um, do all these things. And that's kind of how the pendulum just started going and going Um, and signing myself up for classes, listening to every, you know, free webinar that was out there, you know, by every organization. Yeah.
0: I swear I see you on every single, I I swear I see you on every single person's like class at some point, you're like this class. And then I'm like, and then like the week after you're like that class and I'm like, okay, I need to catch up to her. I was like, she's doing so many. And I'm like, I need to start doing these. <laughs>
1: like, you know, like I just figured like, like honest to God. So, I mean, when it comes to these classes and stuff, like they, they, they are well worth the money you're spending yep. and there's so much free content out there as well. And like, that's why I'm like, you know, well, fuck, like, you know, Dutch is offering, you know, all these things, you know, Kalish, you know, whatever is offering all these free things. They're literally 45 minutes. I can figure out 45 minutes to, you know, wedge this stuff in. Um, and then again, like in listening to the, the replays, because I am an instant replay girl, like all the time, like I've taken <laughs> Austin's gut class now twice. I've, I didn't, I can't even count how many times I've taken Jason's classes now. Like I'm always like, so can I sit in again? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause there's always something new. I feel like well, every time, you know, we get attached to like when we're in the minds of coaches for whoever's listening, like when we're actually like thinking about like when we're in these classes, we think about one thing. And then when you hit that, when it hits that one thing that they're teaching us and you kind of see it in your clients already, it kind of, you kind of go down the rabbit hole on the side while still yeah. listening, but you more so like, I look at how to apply that to my clients and I'm like, right. and I miss the rest of this stuff. Right. So you kind of have to like, go back and like re-listen, re-listen. Totally. I wish they recorded zoom calls and would send the zoom call with them so you know. could just hear them re-explain it over and over again. I know. Um, that would be nice if any of you coaches hold classes and you're listening to this, just click record and just send it with them. Um, now I understand why you wouldn't want to click record because it can yeah. get out there. I fully understand, but um, it I fully, I fully feel you on that. Where I'm like, I need to go back and re listen. Like the amount of times that, I mean, Austin sent me like whatever we've been working since November. It's been like however many documents. The amount of times I still go back to like the gut stuff that we started in the beginning. I'm like, oh yeah, and just reread and find little hints and notes in there. I'm like ridiculous amounts because like you, like, you honestly
1: God, like any of the classes i've taken like it's so much information and yeah. then as you apply that information how you are going to utilize the rest of it totally changes and so every time i go back to read something i'm like just you get some more and then you get more application and how it can make sense or even something that you completely Miss, because let's be real, like you, know, especially with any of this stuff, like adrenal stuff, gut stuff, hormone stuff. There are so many nuances, like you, you have to just keep reviewing stuff all the time because you never know when you have that one needle in a haystack client, you know, that has you know issues, you know, with like sulfur, or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> that that's my thing. Ever, I remember that exact document that Austin sent me, going over that, and I was like do people actually suffer from this? And then I'm like, and then like my client, actually, one of my clients got like, he was getting really like gargles and everything from like eating eggs and stuff like that and eating a bunch of protein. And I was like, I wonder why. And I'm like, and then I looked at Austin's document, I'm like, oh, this might actually be like, he might have a sulfur thing. So we cut like his protein down and like, we cut like, whatever, we went down from like 200 grams to like 100, like, like 50 grams, I think, right at the right then and there. And we switched away as like types of meats that he ate and stuff like that. And like, he got better. And I was yeah. like, Oh, see, it helps when you actually get these, like the smaller cases, even though most yeah. of them are all really the same, which you kind of described as all a lot of them is just doing more, doing more, doing more. Yeah. And then just eating less. So a lot of them are just re re in, re um, reintroducing healthy habits. Into, yeah,
1: for sure. So, um, you know, especially when it comes to I deal with uh, right now, like right now, the majority of my clients are females, mm-hmm. so especially for them, you know, they take a beating when it comes to their hormones. Like, yeah. that's just the way it is, um, especially with high stress. Um, and you know, for me, I was someone that I, I came from my cortisol at one point was so high that it was unmeasurable um by the lab range. I like really? yeah I got that card. I won that. <laughs> <laughs> hey mom. Gold yeah. medal. <laughs> um, you know it was um you know it was crazy. And interesting enough, you know, I've also been that person where I had the complete opposite where I was actually um full blown adrenal fatigue, um, you know, flatlined um after some series of events, which is how it happens a lot um for anybody um and crawling out of that is you know takes a long time and it's definitely something that i definitely still still struggle with as you know like being a coach we push ourselves (laughs) to the limit Um, oh
0: too far i would say some of us go way too far yeah but we do what we do for our clients we actually every single client i'm like don't stress don't stress and i'm like stressing about the client for them i'm like Put an like, ashwagandha in your body. Let me let me take the stress for you, and you just you just because you just do. do you. I'm we like, legit do yeah. So I I feel that on the weekends. I'm like I see my sleep on the weekends compared to like my weekdays, and like my weekdays aren't that great anyway because like I'm in the gym and stuff like that. But like okay. I I see my sleep and like Saturday going into Sunday, it's like. Sleep. It's like right near like seven hours. I'm like, okay, I'll take this amount of quality sleep. I'm like, I got to seven hours, but like, right. it's like you feel it because you're always yeah. thinking, you're always thinking and going. Um, in my case, what did I have? I mean, my my introduction to hormones really started from when I had low testosterone. Like that's how mine started. Like from, I mean, having a 284 back in what is it? I guess like a year from a year ago, like March. Like March of last year. Okay. Um, I was at like a 284, which you consider like an 80-year-old's test level or wow, something. Like, say <laughs> um, what it is. Not, zero, not, yeah. it's zero. <laughs> not not very basically it's zeroed. Um, yeah. and I didn't realize how much like anxiety and everything was pepped up. Now probably wasn't the best time to get it, was at like the end of March, which was like when everything kind of went downhill with everything in the world. Uh oh, um, yeah. and I was. And I was like, okay, how do I get back into this? And how do I get back? And then I got my results and I was like, oh shit, this definitely is not okay. And then that started like my dive into, into the hormones and learning about all the different types, like how to actually um, combat them. But I mean, I really didn't get, I mean, I wouldn't really call me a coach until like November of this year when I really started to piece everything kind of together and really become the coach. So, um, but Everybody has their own journey. And I think it's really, it's really cool to dive into hormones. I always think, I always think it's the best thing, like fixing, fixing someone's hormones. I mean, you've seen it with me. I mean, I've discussed like going into helping a girl get her, um, get her cycle back. And it's like being able to see like things start to come together, like week after week is like such a gratifying thing. You realize
1: what you did for her, right? Like you legit like extended her longevity. When I say that, like you extended her life. Yep. you also you not only extended her life but you gave her quality of life and I don't yep. think I don't know if you really realize that because no. I mean I'm sure you do but like for a woman or a man like those you know, people think that you you reach a certain point and I don't even know like I don't know this. they think you don't deserve hormones like you don't need them also they don't apply but I'm like yeah. It's like no different as if somebody removed your gallbladder, which by the way, is not, um, you know, a optional organ. Most people think it is. It's not. Um, you know, if you remove a gallbladder, if you remove your thyroid, not supporting your client, that's malpractice, you know, that's negligence. But if you have a a client or an individual who's suffering from low hormone levels or perhaps even too high, but what we're talking about is kind of, you know, more too low. I mean, that's quality of life. That's, you know, for like anybody that's, that's brain health, that's, you know, dementia, that's Alzheimer's, that's diabetes, you know? So like getting a woman to to ovulate again, because that's really the goal of a period. But, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, just getting, you know, I I had a period this month, but did you ovulate? You know, (laughs) I'm glad you bled. That's great. We we want to shed that lining, but did you ovulate? Um, And that's like the badass thing is like what that means, you know, and I know most, a lot of people don't realize that unless they have gone through something like you. Or something like myself, um, where you know, we were depleted. And that's a scary place to be at because you feel like shit, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you you realize, well, shit, if I'm like, you know, my twenties and thirties feeling like this way, what the hell is 50, let alone 80, gonna look
0: like? Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. Um, but you kind of went into it and I kind of wanna touch on this if you want to. We could totally skip over this if you want. Um, but you wrote, I actually was looking through your Instagram because this is how I get a bunch of my topics, oh. and I saw one of your, one of your, one of your posts, and this is way before I even started following you. Um, and you discussed being induced into a surgical menopause. Yeah. Um, I wanted, what was like your experience going through it? Like when they, when they told you like this was the option, um, or like what was it like after after you went through it and everything? Like how how is it dealing with that and stuff like that like how have you come to terms with it and how have you normally normally things like this like they get in a lot of people's paths but for you it seems like you built upon it rather than let it kind of destroy you and you allowed it to make you a better person
1: thing i appreciate that i it's funny i feel um, that we relate quite well to each other because i think that i could very much say with the posts that you have written about your history. Mm-hmm. I think that we both can agree that when you're met with you know, some tour site, I'll just say hardship or challenge, yep. um, you have a choice and we have a choice every day of this life. And we are lucky to have that choice because there's many people in this world that don't have a choice. And when we're met with a challenge, we do have a choice, we can either fold and let it rule us and crush us or we can use it to empower us and perhaps empower others that might be going through it that you know what it's not so bad and we can learn from this and how can we keep growing um so i appreciate you saying that um because for me um when it comes to my hormonal journey i think so the reason that i needed to I had no choice, that I had to be induced into a surgical menopause, which for me, um, for people listening that might not know, that meant that I had um, an ophorectomy. So they removed um, my ovaries, meaning I have no hormonal production any longer. Um, And so that began for me uh, several years ago, Uh, I started having what's called ovarian torsions. Um, and it's pretty rare. Um, but it's actually where your ovary, um, will twist on the tendon, um, Mm -hmm. in there and literally you must go in and they must open you up. They must untwist it. Um, because it cuts off blood supply as would anything. Um, and so I started having those, um, several years ago. Um, and again, I wasn't very, really, vegi- very educated at the time. And so I kind of, you lean on your doctors and I had really great ones. Um, but every time I'd go in the bad thing with torsions is sometimes Well, good thing is, is they would actually untwist themselves. Yeah. Um, but the pain would still obviously be there. And so after time, um, you know, several surgeries, having to have things untwisted, it was finally decided that, um, one of my ovaries, that was always the problem, which was my left had to be removed. Um, and so what we have to understand with the body is, is yes, the other ovary will should possibly could take yeah. over. Um, but a shift has happened like a blood supply, a chain, a chain of events in your body. That's going to change things. Um, yeah. And that's when I think for me, my body started to go in and out of perimenopause, which for a natural woman, or or I should say naturally for a woman that can last like anywhere from two years to 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it was very early in my life, you know, in my early thirties. And um, unfortunately, um, my remaining ovary, which I had never had a problem with before went into what would be its first and sub- subsequently last torsion, where it went into a triple torsion. Um, and at that time, after with the history of my left, we knew what would happen. We basically knew that I would be going in the hospital like every three months to have my ovary untwisted. You know, yeah. which is not quality of life, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so the decision was only one decision. We had to have it removed. Um, and for me, I knew what that meant. Luckily, um, cause I had already was in this journey and that's when I started really diving in to what I knew I had to have at that point, which was HRT. Um, you know, for me up until that point, like that was pretty monumental, you know, cause I was always considered a natural athlete. Um, you know, and I, I was a natural athlete. And so at that moment, just because shifting into HRT, I also made, you know, that was a big decision too, that I will no longer be considered a natural athlete before, just out of default, you know? Yeah. Um, during that time is also when, which I won't be a shock to you, um, is when I had the adrenal fatigue because that's a shit ton of stress, right? On yep. your body. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's why I started really diving in hardcore and started to be a little bit more vocal recently about HRT. And I'll be honest, um, so this happened to me, I was induced into menopause um, in August of last year. So coming up to a year here soon. Um, and I wasn't really, I couldn't really talk about it yet um, just because it's a lot to process as a woman. Um, I, you kind of, I felt like I had like lost my identity as far as being a woman. Um, I, once the ovaries was, was removed, um, it was a pretty, I mean, I woke up with nothing. (laughs) Um, you know, so when you want to talk about like anxiety, depression, um, that Hit pretty hard for me. Um, and then my adrenals, man, they were just like a big old FU, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were pumping, like,
0: pumping, and pumping. And then they were like, Now we're gonna show you. Like, That's
1: cool, sister. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, not today, baby, not today. Um, you know, and that was pretty intense. And then going through that, I still had to fight for what I knew was right which was that I knew I needed to be supported. I I needed (laughs) some sort of hormones for my longevity. And that was, I think that was a shitty spot to be in because you're coming out of a surgery and I had hoped that I would have been supported going into the surgery. That was my goal is that I have an exit plan. You know, I should wake up from surgery and have my exit strategy. And that became like, honestly brutal. Um, You know, my first consult, with somebody, um, the HRT that was, was offered to me was, I mean, it was a joke, like it was a joke, like uh, somebody who was 20 years old would not have been given that, you know? Um, and my second consult, I was told to buy myself flowers and book a massage and that would make me feel better. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, Yeah. It, you know, and that, that crushed me. Like, yeah. you know, that crushed me. Um, cause I felt so hopeless and so lost cause especially up here in Canada, it's, it runs a bit different. Like there's not just HRT clinics. Yeah. Um, you really have to jump through so many hoops because of, you know, the socialized medicine. And so everything that I do, um, as far as that journey of getting, you know, HRT and those things, it, it was com- it's completely out of pocket, you know, completely, um, but I also knew that my life, you know, my life depended on it. You know, I'm a, I'd like to say I'm a kind of young girl, you know, I'm in my thirties. So <laughs> um, I, uh, I definitely didn't want to feel like I was like 190 and all these things. So yeah. that's why I'm so passionate about it is because I really have lived it. Um, and I will say like, I, I lived the suck and I really don't want any of my clients to ever ever lived
0: the suck ever yeah. yeah i wanted to actually ask that real quick like how did you like what got you through that that actual suck because that was the hardest part for me was coming out of my deep was coming out of my rock bottom was actually the few months after it and like the months after it um so how did you get through that that phase where you know they were telling you no to your hrt and like you you got this like anxiety and depression from kind of just feeling, feeling that emptiness that you said you had. So how did you kind of like, what drove, what got you through that?
1: Well, at that point, I think that this statement probably will resonate. Um, there was moments where, you know, to be quite honest, I didn't know how I was going to live, mm-hmm. but I know that I needed to, and I know I wanted to, um, I just didn't know how, but I did know that I could just keep showing up um, every day, and for me, it was that um, that pursuit of learning and wanting to legitimately help others and impact others that really fueled me. Um, you know, and my I will say, my uh, my husband, um, he was huge support. You know, huge. Um, we don't have like any immediate family here in Ottawa. So like mm-hmm. we are it for each other. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was really you know monumental for me, you know, um, my, the support of my team, I will say that too, like Scooby prep was amazing. You know, um, I did, I kind of was Jason knew obviously, cause he's my coach. Um, yep. But it's, you know, it's pretty intense when you, yeah. <laughs> you send an email out to your, your team. And, and, and my clients, I sent an email. Out, I was like, so I'm having a surgery tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be induced into menopause. I might not be responsive <laughs> to emails. <laughs> just like have- a
0: slide, just like a slide yeah. email.
1: <laughs> if you can hold it for 24 hours, you know. Just <laughs> that great. Um, but they were awesome. Um, and I think it's really cool is when you do communicate with others, which during those times are, is really hard, I think. But when you do communicate with others, you really do find that strength because you just want to advocate so much. Um, and you don't want anybody else to be in that place, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I feel that 100%. Unfortunately for me, mine wasn't like, mine was kind of weird because mine was back in high school where I didn't, this is six years ago where I was kind of in that situation where now it's completely different. I mean, I can never see myself get into that spot, but like if I ever did, I know I would lean on my clients for that because I think the one thing is with the clients and I'm starting to kind of get this as I get more clients. And as I start to develop my own team um, it's like, we all kind of just build upon each other and, and I kind of have an obligation to be there for them. Like they're there like they're there producing results for me weekly by executing the plan. Like I have to be there for them. Yeah. Like why they always say the coach, like the coach has to be in the trenches with you because the coach is actually doing the stuff. And you also have to do the stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a give and take relationship with coaches and clients. Like yeah. that.
1: There was actually a course I took um, that was really good and really helpful for me too. Um, Cause I realized early on in coaching that um I needed to be a better leader (laughs) yeah um a better leader for myself um and holding myself accountable to things um but I needed to be a better leader and educator for others um and I think that that like you nailed it like that is what it came down to for me um it's really it's really funny we were talking um actually last night on a clubhouse talk that I do with a couple other coaches Mm -hmm. and we were saying how um somebody said asked if there was like um uh, like cattiness and coaching and I will say like I don't know maybe I live in a hole I mean I do <laughs> but I <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that like yeah coaches that don't like I am literally like a piece of dust in the corner to them they impacted me so much through like some pretty shitty dark times, you know, um, whether it's, you know, Jason, obviously Jeff Black, Jeff Sue, you know, Austin, like they had no idea. Um, but having them as leaders for me helped me show up to be a leader for others, you know, just seeing how intent they are and just how present they are. Um, and that really helped for sure is having, you know, those people, um, that I'm constantly striving to not, i must to say, be like them, um, but to be on the level of excellence that they are at.
0: That's exactly how I would put it. Like, I want to be up there. Like, it's pretty cool for us because we, we take advantage of like those things. Like we've invested money into those people like yeah. in a way. Um, but like, we, like we're able to reach out to them like on DM or on Instagram and have like coaching conversations that make us better. Yeah. because at least for me being 23, I have, honestly, I could tell you right now, if you're a client of mine, I feel like I have no clue what the, what the hell I'm doing. Every <laughs> yeah. single, every single time I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm like, you just trust me. I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just reading patterns here. Yeah, <laughs> so To yeah. be honest, that's what we really do. If you really want to know what we do, it's more like yeah. reading patterns and figuring it out.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's funny. Like I just had a couple check-ins today and like, I'm like, I, I need more from you. And so I literally email them back and yeah. I'm like, so I need you to answer the following questions for me before I make a decision on this, you know, oh, yeah, it can really make or make or break it. I mean, especially when it comes to like stress, I mean, shit, like I've seen clients weight go up like five to seven pounds in a week. I haven't done shit. I've just sat back. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> handle it. Let, let's just let this play out. Let's handle our stress. And all of a sudden the next week, they're back. Yeah, down exactly.
0: Exactly, I'm like let's 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 inter let's uh let's add in some deep breathing. Let's add in some uh, no phone like first first hour and last oh, hour. Oh, yes. Like I do all these steps to them. I'm like big one for me has been journaling before bed. Like get them to empty out their thoughts.
1: I love that. Yep.
0: Um, and one thing that I've really taken away from these other coaches is how direct they are. Like yeah. if you look at if you look at Jeff Sue, like he is like like he has compat like there's a mix of compassion but there's a mix of like assholeness in a way that that strives you to be kind of a better like it strives your clients to be better because you give them there's always going to be those moments where like you never want to be like like and me as a coach at first the hardest thing was to not be like as hard on my clients like but like you have to know when to when to hit the hit the nail with the hammer. Sure. Like you gotta for know sure. when to you, you have, you have to still be able to lead.
1: Friends. You exactly. have to be able to lead for exactly. sure. Because I I'm feel like if I think we all do. And yeah. I think that is having that that line of, you know, you can you know, be friendly and you know, it can be family, but you still have to be their leader, you know. Um, not a, you know, necessarily a dictator, although sometimes it may look like that. you know, like straight out. And I'll be honest. I'm like, listen, this is the time where I'm not going to bend. Love you. Mean it. Not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm seeing all negative biofeedback markers. It's like, I need to take control of this situation. Like they're like, like, can I do this? Can I switch this? And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm like, you go in, you hit your workout, you go home. I'm like, that's it. And they're like, you're telling me you're
1: you're uncomfortable. (laughs) No, you're not having an untracked meal. Like, (laughs)
0: Come on now, let's think about this. Sorry, not sorry. Um, uh, But, you know, I want to mix in a little bit of education here because we actually were talking about this. Um, One thing I think, and I've, I've stressed this enough and we're kind of leading into this, like how much people need to take control of their stress. And I feel like for me, the hardest thing to get to teach a client is how to actually perceive it. So I want you to go into, um, because I know you're pretty good with like the cortisol and everything from your base experience. Like how, how do we perceive stress or how can people perceive stress better?
1: You know, it's fine. Okay. So this is the thing we need stress and we (laughs) need to know that we need stress. Um, I think what it comes down to is that when a stressor happens, instead of looking at things as a negative, when we say, how do you perceive it? We literally mean, instead of looking at everything as a negative, look at it as some sort of, this is a challenge. This is a positive, um, you know, going with the flow a little bit more. Um, because when we say how you perceive stress, it literally means how you're reacting to it. And that reaction, I don't mean necessarily physically, I'm actually meaning mentally because what you're mentally doing before you do any physical action, um, and that can go along the lines with, this is a huge one, is manifesting something that hasn't even happened yet. Um, You're already so far because you're trying to be prepared, but you're preparing for some eventuality that hasn't even occurred yet there's one thing in preparing your shit and, you know, having things ready for the next day. There's another thing in manifesting a stress or manifesting a situation that doesn't exist. And then how you react to others, I think is a big one. I think, I mean, this year has been a fucking test when it <laughs> comes to, you know, the vid. Um, but yeah, I think don't that's get
0: banned a big, on here. We can't yeah get right going i'm
1: not gonna say the first part because so i don't want to get us like tagged or anything lord knows i'll have people b- pounding down my door here in canada um but you know when somebody comes at us as a relationship and you know, maybe somebody's coming to us and they're seeming agitated just realize that nine chance out of ten it's not about you it has nothing yep. to do with you it's just they had something that happened to them way before you and i think that that is a lot of what can really help with stress reduction with people is just how our relationships are with others and when i mean relationships like your interactions with others and i hate to say go with the flow a bit more but go with the flow a bit more um and i think try to find the goodness out of a situation like perhaps if somebody's coming to you and they're seeming testy or agitated maybe give a second and then maybe just say after they've gotten their shit out, after they've acted like an asshole, then just say, Hey, listen, you know, you know, what's happened today or, you know, is everything good? And then you might find out something that just happened to that person that you actually, are going to have empathy for them instead, as opposed to, you know, bring fight, fighting fire with fire. Um, But I think that a lot of people um, don't realize, you know, Anything in this world can be a stressor, chemical stressors, environment. I mean, we can literally, I mean, you want to wrap yourself in a goddamn bubble, you know, by the <laughs> bubble and don't leave your room. Although we could then talk about mental health as being a stressor from being in a bubble and oh, being yeah. in room. let's talk about quarantine. Um, you know, so anything can be a stressor, um, but it's looking at how you are actually handling it or are you handling it? Um, that's another big one that I find with my clients and you probably see too, is some people have a lot of bottled up emotions, um, and they don't want to recognize them. And I think like for myself, like going through, you know, my previous history, um, I had to sit with myself in a pretty uncomfortable, dark place and it sucked. And I had to get real with myself. And get real with how I felt about things, and actually, like you said, put pen to paper. And nine chances out of ten, you start writing shit out in the heat of the moment and what you feel. You read that sucker two days later, and you're like, "What the hell was I smoking? That makes me <laughs> like, why was I even upset about that?" You know. Yeah. Um, but in the heat of the moment and in that moment, like you can be in the worst doom and gloom position or the most high, you know, this matters life or death. And literally it might be your kid just put two separate shoes on. It's not that big of a a deal, but how you reacted to it, your body has now just gone into a cascade of events and your body doesn't care that it was two shoes that are different or you being hit by a car. Well, obviously, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's all going to be how you're mentally doing it. So it's not just what you're physically doing, but we have to think about your brain. It starts in your brain.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had a client. So like I said, most of my clients are college kids and one is actually a grad student and he grew up in a family where um, grades kind of mean like everything. And one thing that he, like, I saw, like, right, so, like, we started, like, in August of, we started in, like, June or something of last year, and he was making all this progress throughout the summer, and then, like, near the end of the summer, he goes back to school, and, like, immediately, like, I see his weight shoot up, I see things going in the wrong direction, Um, you know, he cheated, he was, like, going on, he was going off his diet, off his plan, yeah. and stuff like that, and I was, like, I wonder why, and I didn't know that he had, like, this this kind of thing starting in his head right when school started that like he had to be perfect and everything and like trying to get him to really pull back was really kind of tough like I had to go on like a zoom call and we talked for like an hour and a half about this um and then I got a message the other day like he had two exams last week now I won't say he was trending in the right direction he was still trending like at that point like he started trending in the wrong direction but I kind of messaged him like hey what's up and he's like um, he's like I talked him through because he had his exams and he's like you know I'm feeling really kind of less anal about it like I'm studying as much as I want to but yeah. like I'm feeling less anal about what the outcome is going to be And I'm like yeah hey because that's improvement I'm like we'll take that
1: <laughs> yeah because ultimately like you know he has prepared he has prepared if he's done his due diligence Then there's not then the rest is out of his hands it's out of and it's letting it letting it go per per se is can be really tough. And what a lot of folks don't realize is we how we are, like when I get clients in their 30s and 40s, this is years, like yeah. year, like years, let me say it again, of manifesting and like built into their d- DNA per se, of how wow. they react you know, and how they dwell or how, when I say react again, like how you and I are interacting, how they do that with others, you know, is something going to be like zero to a hundred big deal? Are they going to stress about it? Worry about it? You know, are, are they one of those people that are, have such empathy for others? They take on everything for themselves and they're kind of like that worry wart thing. Um, so it really does start like now, like with your clients that are like, you know, in their twenties, like, that is what my clients who are in their thirties, forties, and fifties, man, if we could go back and start to their twenties and set them up, like that would be primo. Cause when you're entering your thirties, forties, and fifties, let me tell you, that is a tough thing to come out of, especially when hormones are wow. already starting to downregulate. Like that is one can be one big of a shit show. And that's when like menopause Get such a bad rap, you know, because the preparation, which is in your 20s, the preparation to live your own life, (laughs) because we're all walking that way, whether we want to realize it or not, you know, we have to set ourselves up a bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I think, I think if you get to, Now, I won't say there's always going to now there's always going to be stress. I think a lot of people don't realize that is like (laughs) you kind of have to you kind of have to just deal with like sometimes you're just going to have to deal with it. And like, you know, that your body might not be optimal, but you just stick to the plan and you get through it. And like what happens to your body happens to your body? I think like you touched about yesterday and kind of like your Fitbit bands and thing posts, like it's just a data. It's honestly just a data point like seeing weight spike up. We just know that it's going to come back down. Like everybody gets stressed about all these clients get stressed about whether, and this happens more for my female clients than it does like for my male clients, but they'll see their weight, like shuffle up like a pound. And I'm like, well, I added more food. And then you also got a little bit, you might've also had a bit more of stress. I'm like, you're going to kind of stay a little heavier. I'm like, but it's okay because we kind of need you. We kind of need your body to just go with you the You might flow.
1: look better. Like, yeah. shocker. Like, fuck what the scale says. Like,
0: you <laughs> exactly. You
1: might look better. Unless you are in legitimately a weight limiting sport, who the fuck cares what you weigh? Exactly. Look at your body composition. Um, But it's cool. Like, speaking of that, like, that is one of those things about letting. Uh, letting your environment dictate your mindset, because I find that like when you were saying earlier about clients who get up, look at their phones first thing, that is no way to start your day. Like I mean, it is going to be like slim to none. There's going to be something awesome, warm and fuzzy <laughs> that's waiting for you on the other end of that like open your phone button. Yeah. Like let me just tell you, it. I mean, unless you hit like one of those random reels with the cute dog that's talking in the, like the high pick, high pitched Latin voice it's yeah. not going to be good. Yeah.
0: You're not, you're not in a good spot. You
1: know? So like I've seen clients um, and you know what myself I've seen for myself. I used to, speaking of being, you know, an anal coach, I would pick up my phone first thing and I'd literally be in bed. Like, Oh you know, yeah.
0: I'm there. I'm at that. I'm at that. I'm at that stage. I I, I am at that stage.
1: I have not <laughs> even like a fucking hour has gone by and I'm literally working haven't even gotten out. it. I'm like, I am doing, I call myself, I'm like, I am doing, I'm not being a good client at this point, you know, like Jason, I hope he's not listening. He'd fucking kill me, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there have been a reason my weight was up. Um, you know, but I was not even, I wasn't being a good leader. Cause I wasn't practicing anything I was preaching, you know? And so I was like, okay, mayor, number one, boundaries, putting my phone on that whole, you know, setting that you can't even look at apps by a certain time. And then having my morning and starting my day as if I had a nice work day, fucking early work day for most people, but regardless, (laughs) work day. but I found for clients that some clients, you know, I love the scale because I think it's a great way to disassociate wait because they can start to see oh hey i ate more broccoli yesterday so the scale went up so they start to see these things and yeah. they can like you know become numb to it but other clients it becomes a dictation of how their day is going to go same with those freaking um the sleep apps they could sleep fucking great maybe they toss maybe they turn but all of a sudden you know looking at their app they're like jesus christ my sleep was horrible i am horrible my day is horrible and i'm like so what if you didn't wear your bit bot and what if you still tossed a couple times, you know, a little flip flop in your sleep and you wake up the next day, do you feel like freshest daisies? And they're like, well, yeah, you actually feel pretty good. I'm like, great. Let's get rid of the it. Like, that's bit good.
0: Bot. I'm like, cause then that ends up driving into your performance in the gym. You're like, Oh, I feel like crap. And then if you feel like crap, you're going to go into the gym feeling like crap.
1: Again, it all goes back to your, your that's brain. Yeah. What you tell yourself.
0: Exactly. So we kind of touched on, I mean, we touched on what stress is. Um, we touched a little bit on adrenal insufficiency, which I'll kind of sum it up here real quick is when, like Mayor said, is when it really kind of just bottoms out, like yeah. you literally get no response from yourself whatsoever. And if you actually, well, if, I mean, if you get a cortisol zero, you're basically dead. Um, at yeah, that point. Yeah, we don't want
1: that. We don't want cushings.
0: We don't, we don't want that one. But, um, but if you do like your adrenals just keep pumping out, pumping out, pumping out cortisol, and then it just shuts off just completely shuts off. Um, so what would be kind of, I guess we'll kind of end on this note, kind of your strategy for helping someone come back from that? Um, yeah, get through that. So um, what would be the so best way?
1: For when someone does, when I do think there is a cortisol issue, which I will say nine chances out of ten lately with a, most of my clients, I it am is, getting yeah. at least at minimum the Dutch adrenal. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I do want to see one that their diurnal rhythm, I want to see if they even have one. Is it close? Like where are we at there? And then I do want to see what their actual metabolized cortisol is versus their free cause they're free. That's not really, I mean, that's like a very small percentage, like under like, like five or 9% or something like that. So I really want to see where their cortisol is at and is it really that it's low or is that, is it, there's a you know methylation issue somewhere? Is it that the clearance isn't happening? Is it that it's deactivating into cortisone? Yeah. Those things matter. Um, and it's really important to, I find, to see what is actually happening with cortisol before I start giving, especially any recommendations for supplements. Because yep. let me tell you, you want to screw something up really, really nasty is somebody who has, you know, too low uh metabolized cortisol and say they're just rock bottom diurnal rhythm and you put them you know on like ashwagandha in the morning or like something like cortis in the morning well that's going to be no good that's going to be horrible for them um so for anybody interesting enough whether it's high or low cortisol I'm gonna pretty much start off very similar and it's going to be bringing down the stressors I can control, which are going to be your training. It's gonna be your training frequency. It's gonna be the volume. It's going to be the intensity. Everything's gonna be coming down. Yep. Um, it's going to bring, again, with cardio, it's gonna bring coming it down to a different form. We're gonna be going less. It's gonna be walks. We're gonna be not getting your heart rate up to you know where I'm sweating. That's not gonna be happening. We're going to be starting to practice, you know, meditation and meditation can be very hard for a lot of people and meditation literally as, as simple as doing breathing exercises. So some people call it box breathing. Never knew it was called that till recently.
0: I didn't even know. that. <laughs> I
1: always just said, breathe in through your nose, keep your mouth shut. Um, <laughs> make sure that your chest is not rising. Apparently it's a whole thing um, and make sure it's just, you know, the belly breathing basically. And the longer you can inhale, longer you can hold it. And the longer you can exhale, literally doing that like three times right there, that taps into that parasympathetic system. Um, so those things, and then maybe perhaps auditing some relationships, um, you know, and creating boundaries. That is a tough one for a lot of folks. Yeah boundaries don't have to be negative and it doesn't have to, doesn't have to mean cutting people out of your life. Um, it might be taking an audit of some people and your time. Um, and then we, again, when it comes to anything with adrenals, we're going to be looking obviously at hormones, thyroid, um, gut, because when cortisol is high or low, these are going to be um, things that we have to look into because cortisol can be, which is great, you know, awesome anti-inflammatory, but it can also be very inflammatory um, if it is too high. When it's too low, we have a great response for possible um, opportunistic bacteria to be taking over. So you have to think for a woman, that's more beyond gut. That's going to be male or female. We could start having oral issues when it comes to thrush. Uh, we can start having vaginal issues when it comes to having candida and things like that. So um, even UTIs, again, that's going to be, again, opportunistic bacteria taking over. So it really can go into quite a lot. And that's why it's really important to start taking care of those things um, you know, early on. Um, and I know a lot of clients feel like you know they have to reach this destination station. Like I mentioned the other day on a post, about their are healed and then they're gonna go back to the cycle, but I tell them like, I don't think you get it. Like it's, it doesn't work that way. And also with that, we'll be coming to looking at calories and looking at, you know, their dietary intake because dieting will not be happening for high or low cortisol. Because again, everything goes back to that brain. It goes back to the hypothalamus. And what else happens there? Hypothalamus goes to pituitary. It either goes to your adrenal glands, gotta go to thyroid, or it's going to go to gonads. So if anything happens to your adrenal glands, meaning that when they downregulate, cause they don't just stop output cause you'd be dead. Yeah. Um, but when they adapt and understand that they are not broken, yep. they don't need to be fixed. They actually showed up and they did their job. And even if they downregulate, they're still showing up. They're protecting your ass. And that's yeah. their job. So they're actually doing a pretty darn good job. Just you haven't listened. And so it took them to like step it up and stoke the flame a little bit more and really put you on your ass for you to listen. Yeah. Um, and so that's like the biggest thing that folks have to think of is when we harp on stress, we're not saying that you shouldn't have stress in the, your life because we need a healthy level of stress. And some people need a little bit more stress to kind of stoke the fire under their bum. Yep. But it's again how you perceive it and how you react to it and how you hold on to it and either deal with it or don't. Um, and again, even when it comes to you know traumas, whether that's physical, mental, um, you know, having loss and you're going through a grieving process. These are all things that are really heavy hitting. Um, and that's when you can go from a situation to having from really high cortisol to having very low cortisol because your body is showing up and it's going to try to help you survive.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I need to start getting on that. I need to start getting on that Dutch testing. You know, it's really hard to convince. It's really hard to convince a college kid to get on a, <laughs> to take a Dutch test. It's probably yeah, the hardest yeah. thing in the world. I will,
1: I will say they are super pricey. Um, but they tell you so much. The adrenal is, is worth (laughs) it. Like, you know, for, again, if you are really, if you really feel like this, like that is an issue, like I really recommend because taking a serum, um, cortisol serum, meaning blood, it's not going to be as accurate as taking, you know, something like the Dutch. Um, and I've seen that on clients because I typically have clients, I try to I really try so hard when it comes financially with tests um, because we, you know, I really do need to have like that CBC and the thyroid panel too. Um, So some clients they're able to do like just a full freaking panel on both of them, which is awesome.
0: That's a that's a lot of money.
1: (laughs) It's gonna be well. It's funny. That's actually what labs would be for anyone who's in Canada.
0: That's so, That's crazy.
1: It's like $500 because you'd have to pay out of pocket with a naturopath. But I've seen on, you know, some serum labs, like it'll show, you know, within a pretty good range, you know, we typically look for anywhere from like 12-ish and someone might show that they're like a 10 and you're like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but then you'll look at their Dutch and Yeah or a four point cortisol, even by life extensions. And it's a lot more telling. Yeah. Um, cause
0: then, you know, where, cause then, you know, where the problem that, is throughout it, the day. We, we, it's we, not we, even yeah. like, like you could see whether it's like happening, whether you're having a problem in the morning, you're having a problem midday or at night or something. Well, and-,
1: and even with high cortisol, that sucker is amazing because you literally, you literally show a client, you're like, there it is. Like, the little line is up here. Like, I can't make that
0: up. Yeah, at night, night, it's all the way up here. I'm like, this is why you are. Yeah, like, I'm like. This is why your BG highs. This is why your sleep sucks. This is why everything is going wrong is because all during the day, it's like going down like it should be. It goes up in the morning, then it should be going down. And then at night, you just, and I'm like, "Uh, well, there's the problem. Um, Yeah.
1: it's funny, like you, you touched on like, it's a a really big one is with the sleep aspect. You know, a lot of folks will start to see a dysregulation in sleep, whether that means that they are wired at night, um, or even in the morning, um, they could have like a sluggish or a sluggish rise, um, with cortisol. And here again, they could also be waking up, you know, in the middle of the night, which could be a little bit of, you know, so many different things, Yeah. but when that diurnal rhythm is off and melatonin production's off and the neurotransmitter, like it's, it can be such a cascade. And then big thing is, is it's going to also affect blood sugar. So think diabetes guys, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell all my clients. I'm like, if you're at, if you're at like a 100- hundred Or above, like I'm fine if you're in like the nineties, like I'm okay with that. If we're pushing a ton of calories like off season, I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, I'm fine with it. I'm not, I'm not okay with it really. I'm like, I want it to be like down in 85 and under if I could, but like, Hey, if we get some days in the nineties, it's okay. But like, if you're, if you're constantly hitting 100, it's something that's, it's most likely you're not perceiving your stress fairly well or your sleep sucks or something
1: which is a stress.
0: And I'm like, and I'm like uh, yep. So I'm like, yeah, there must be something going on because typically we would see people. I see people all the time. They go on vacation or something, or they go somewhere for like a day. They do like a yeah. vacation. And the next day they're beat their blood sugars down to like a 74. And they're like, this is a, um, then they, then they contact me. And they're like, I think this is an outlier. I'm like, no, you probably uh-huh. went somewhere and you didn't, and you were probably hanging out with people and you didn't, feel any stress during that whole day and your yeah. body actually process through your food correctly and i'm like that's what we want it
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so, so we're starting to lose some light in you
1: <laughs> i know right
0: canada's canada's starting to get a bit dark yeah uh, this is why i face this is why i face the other way so <laughs> I <am this> <laughs> you're like
1: i don't know what time of day it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh but before we before we leave i usually do the the same three questions with everybody so yeah. the first one is what three things can pertain to the podcast can not pertain to what we talked about? Um, what three things do you want people to kind of leave with um, from you?
1: Oh my God, this is so hard. Um, I think that probably um, three things. Uh, one thing is to take the time now. I don't care how old you are, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, Um, And take a serious audit of your life and of your health. And if those things are aligned, and if you're actually moving in the right direction, uh, part of that is going to be that circle of what is it three or five, I don't know, maybe it's five. Five people, yeah, I circle five. Your five, we're gonna say it's five, five friends. Five on the, podcast. the
0: amount of times that this has been said on this podcast has been amazing. So, if you guys don't take note by now, it's been a hundred and something episodes. So, take note.
1: <laughs> whoever whoever counts how many wins something. Um, yeah, taking a big audit of those circle of five people. And if again, they're not, um, either a uh making you excel or pushing you uh to excel, then we might need to you know re- revisit that. Um, and then again, always remember that I, you know, try to live as much as you can in the now, but do think about the future and think about what your health is going to be doing. What you do now is going to affect you later. Um, and I think that's really important. I know, especially for anyone, I think that you, Anthony can attest to this, looking into your hormonal health because it does matter. Um, it's a lot easier to get things back online into a good place. The younger you are before you are deep down a rabbit hole coming to somebody in your late thirties, trying to get your period because you want to get pregnant at that point, I'm going to tell you you're, it's going to be a, a, you know, really tough. Um, And then you also have to consider that the life that you're creating um, that life, you know, is going to be affected by what you've been doing for a bit, so do think about that as well. Um, and then I would say my third one is to you know really excel every single day in your life. Um, every day is a gift, every moment is a gift. Your day can start off like whatever shit you feel is defined as shit. And you have the opportunity, um, most people in these countries that we're talking with the US and Canada and whoever might be abroad listening, um, we have the ability to turn that around. Um, in whatever capacity we can, um, we can always find the good um, and you can always be better and excel to do more and no one can ever stop you and you're never too old or too young.
0: Awesome. Uh, next one, uh, this might, I think this one you're gonna actually have difficulty with. Um, what three books and or podcasts would you recommend everybody either read or listen to? Oh, fuck.
1: Um, <laughs> three books?
0: You can do a mix of, you could do- could do a you mix of books and podcasts you can do whatever you want
1: okay so obviously this podcast thank one. you <laughs> um another podcast would be i really enjoy the excellence cartel um for me i find it's easy listening um it doesn't stress me out which is great um books i oh, like
0: wait there might be a little announcement i may be a guest on that show
1: what there we go we, there we go. It's there awesome. Like so. I find, like they just talk. It's kind of like you. They're just very easy to talk to, and I find them very un. Um, yeah, I wish
0: so- I. I wish I had three. I wish I had two others on the show with me and make it a lot easier too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, books. I think I've been recommending almost every single client to read. I feel like I'm gonna make it mandatory pretty soon. The Big Leap, mm-hmm. um, is a cheap awesome read. Um I love Re- relentless. That's another really good read for anybody. Um nerdy books, I got tons. Like I love anything that has hormones and anything. Uh, no.
0: You it. gave me like eight she gave me eight different books for like I <laughs> I came to her asking for advice for how to take a woman off uh hormonal birth control because we were already 3 weeks into that and it was a uh it was a quick process having to turn around that that whole, it's basically a whole switch of plan. And you were like, read this book, this book, this book, this book. I've honestly done a horrible job with reading. I am not even like halfway through the beyond the pill. I have done right. an absolute horrific job of, reading i haven't read a book in like
1: i don't know like how other people like plow through books because i literally when i read books i'm sitting here like taking notes and same with podcasts i don't see how people are podcasting while they're on the treadmill because i literally podcast and i'm writing you know yeah i don't get walking leisurely yeah
0: there's like there's like note there's like i get sticky notes like all my books like i'm like how i'm like how do you guys podcasting like
1: how's that possible i say
0: that jeff all the times i don't get how the freak you read like 80 plus books in a year like 100 yeah. books in a year like don't yeah no, like make me insane. feel bad make me
1: i have like squirrel syndrome so like <laughs> i'm a slow reader
0: <laughs> yeah um and lastly uh this is probably gonna be the easiest question you've answered all day um where can people find you um anything you want to shout out your coaching anything now's your time to kind of yeah. plug so, yourself
1: I'm on facebook um uh meredith patchy i actually think it's meritoric Apache. Like on Instagram is mayor underscore Scooby prep. Um, you can find me on both of those as well as scoobyprep.com. I am a coach, um, under Jason Theopold with uh, team Scooby prep. Yeah. Awesome.
0: awesome. Well, first off, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, it was kind of, it was actually, we were looking forward to this because me and Mayor haven't actually talked before in person, like on like a call or anything. Like we've been in a class together, but we never got to talk to each other. And we chat like at least like three times a week on Instagram, yeah. like in DMs. But we never like got on like a video call until now. Um, so I want to say first off, thank you for coming on the show. Um, and if anybody did enjoy listening to this episode, um, you might take a bit away. I think you're gonna take a lot away from this episode. There's a lot of personal and there's. A, good amount of it. There's solid information near the end. Uh, definitely share down your Instagram story. Uh, swipe all the way down. If you're on the Apple page, leave a five-star review. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Um, go follow Mare because she has some awesome content. If you actually go read it, it's very, it's all educational, um, which is great. Um, I go to her for a bunch of my hormonal stuff. Um, as you can learn from everybody, every coach has something to learn. Um, so Definitely go give her a follow. And uh, yeah, so I don't know what number episode this is. I would say a number, but uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Asus Beta podcast.